listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's a daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Thursday, the 24th of February 2022. Later, markets crumbling around the world. The Australian share market down 3% and it comes amid the escalation of tensions in Ukraine and fears of a protracted conflict there. And it may hit the travel sector, which is only now recovering from the pandemic. Flight Centre posted a statutory half-year loss of $194 million. That's due to COVID restrictions, but it is targeting a near-term return to profitability as international borders reopen. So if you are travelling soon, what do you need to know in this environment? For more on that, and the tensions in Ukraine, I spoke earlier with its CEO, Graham Turner. Graham, I guess if it's not COVID, it's now the situation in Ukraine, right? To what extent does that escalation there bother you? And how can it potentially impact your business and the travel sector just as the international borders reopen? Yeah, it's a a good point, Ricardo. I mean, it's, uh, let's face it, it's very, very serious to the people, particularly in Ukraine. So, uh, we've probably got to think about them. Um, our experience previously, first Gulf War, September 11, is that from a business point of view, it, it will affect things for at least a few months. Obviously, it depends what happens. But I think our thoughts are with the people in Ukraine at the moment. Um, and, uh, you know, it is out of the way a bit from a country point of view. It will affect travel to Europe probably to a certain extent, particularly from Asia. Um, but, um, uh, you know, to America and uh, UK uh, and Asia, you know, probably won't affect travel dramatically. It's, it's not like the, uh, you know, the COVID-19 has. Okay. So speaking of COVID-19 then, as economies start to recover, to what extent is normalcy returning and how is that being reflected in your financials? Um, we were coming back quite strongly in November. Um, then, of course, Omicron hit and December and January went backwards quite a lot. We're, we're in 26 countries, so it varied a bit country to country. But February is uh, again coming back very strongly. Um, I think we're up 50% on December and January in terms of our total sales. I mean, New Zealand's up 300%. So, you know, they're really starting to travel again. So I think March and April will follow that uh, with with the situation in Ukraine. May come off a little bit, but I think we'll continue to grow with our uh, our major markets. How are consumers feeling at the moment? Uh, what are they? What are the kinds of questions they're asking, and and their behaviours have they changed compared to either during or pre pandemic? It's it's interesting. I mean, I think um, one of the things that's changed a bit is business travellers. That they they seem to be a little bit reluctant to get back on the road. Um, but I think visiting friends and relations, people are desperate to do that, and a lot of them have already done that. Um, from coming out from the UK now, we're getting a lot of bookings out of uh, our London offices, and a lot of that is okay. They'll visit friends and relatives, but they'll also do some touring and holiday. So, um, you know, I, I think, you know, these are the people that are, are not timid travellers. They, they're, they're happy to take a few risks. They, they'll do anything to travel. And, and the cruise 
the cruise market has been going gangbusters for the last few months, and it's hard to get a cruise in the Northern Hemisphere at the moment, even into 2024. So, you know, the, there are those people who are desperate to cruise, and uh, it's a pity Australia's cruise industry is still shut down, of course. Do you have an idea of how much pent-up demand there is at the moment? Look, there, there is a lot of pent-up demand, Um I think both from business travel and from uh, people travelling for tourism or, or visiting friends and that, um, but um, people are also a bit cautious. So I, I think it's just going to take a little bit of time before they see that borders are going to stay open. Um, they're not going to come with more restrictions and change, and that's what's happened a lot over the last uh, six or 12 months. And I think people, particularly coming to Australia, are, are concerned about that. So I'm pretty confident governments aren't going to change now, but um, I think that people will be a little bit wary for the next few months. Uh, it'll be the, the braver types that will be travelling, uh, you know, in, um, in March and April. So final couple of questions, given that, right, we're, we're starting to approach that that time of year where some people look towards a European holiday, right, um, especially over their summer. What is your advice to those people looking to book? For example, can they risk being less flexible now, now that we're starting to get towards what we hope is the end of the pandemic, or do, or do they still need to plan for the unexpected still? Look, I think, yeah, you, you should make sure you take travel insurance. Um, I, I would be quite confident, and indeed, I've got a number of overseas trips already planned, including a holiday uh, for five days in Greece in um, in late July. I, I don't think you'll have any problems, but but things can change. Um, you you should take advice. Make sure you talk to someone who's an expert in this because there are a lot of regulations in different countries you need to know about. Generally, you can find it if you're really good at doing your online stuff in in websites and that. But, you know, um, I'd, I'd, I'd suggest you book through an experienced travel agent, but as I would. Um, and and you, that these people have had a lot of experience of getting people um, overseas, getting them through the regulations, and unfortunately these regulations can change overnight quite regularly. So um, you just, you, you know, I think most of it's common sense. Most of the world's opening up again, but there's still plenty of things that are changing uh, from day to day. Graham Turner there, the CEO of Flight Centre. Now, of course, this all comes on a day where the Australian share market was smashed. The 200 down 3%, 6,990 points. The losses were very much broad-based and uh, the gainers included just some of the gold producers. So for more, I spoke earlier with Kyle Rodder from IG Markets. Kyle, the markets are being slammed today. I guess investors are balancing those geopolitical issues with the developments in Russia and Ukraine, corporate earnings, rising interest rates. What exactly are investors worried about and to what extent and why today? Well, effectively, we're seeing the probable outcome of this situation in Ukraine being a total invasion by Russia. Um, and it's increasingly looking like that the Russians are looking are going to move on Kiev. And what that means is effectively an attempt at regime change in Ukraine that could mean a protracted civil war. So that'd be a major growth shock. Uh, it would also be a major inflation shock for the global economy. Um, and that comes at a really problematic time because obviously the growth situation in Europe is always fairly precarious and it could send it potentially into recession if we see a prolonged civil war. 
But at the same time, we're also seeing this situation leading to prices at multi-year highs, oil near $100 a barrel, wheat prices hitting near 70 highs. All these things could continue to put upward pressure on, on inflation um, and force central bankers um, to, to be more aggressive in their attempt to control inflation, which is already a problem. So that's the biggest issue that I think we've got at the moment in global markets. And because it's very, very hard to price that in, you're seeing volatility very high because everyone is so uncertain about the future. Does it mean then further losses to come? It could do. Um, and if, again, we see a civil war in Ukraine because it becomes clear that the Russians are looking at regime change in Ukraine and effectively annex the whole country or destabilise it to the point where it becomes a failed state, that's going to be a huge shock to growth um, in, um, in the global economy. Um, and again, it also opens up a high degree of uncertainty. So there's a really big cliche, and you've probably heard it before, is that you know there's worse things than bad news in financial markets, and that's uncertainty. So Bad news can be priced in, but when you don't know what the future is, you price in higher volatility, and that means stocks go down, risk assets go down. Okay, and, and that's why I guess we're seeing those those technology stocks slammed once again, and, and they have been um, over the past few weeks or so. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, effectively those areas of the market are the most sensitive to monetary policy. Um, they're the most sensitive to conditions that could drive um, weaker and um, drier liquidity. Um, so because of these, this is going to be an inflationary shock, it would lead to global prices moving higher. That would necessitate higher global interest rates, which means these companies which prosper in low interest rate environments are going to be hurt even more. So that's why we're seeing tech underperform. We've got NASDAQ nearly in a technical bear market. Um, and it's, you know, those growth sensitive companies uh, that, uh, that are leading their losses on, on global equity markets. Corporate reporting season rolls on, though. Uh, what are the profits that you've been looking at and why? Well, I mean, today it was a very much, in the last couple of days, has been very much centred on that reopening trade, I think. Um, we had Qantas this morning beating expectations, but Flight Centre under, undershooting a little bit. And in fact, it's an interesting time to start talking about that trade as well, because um, these issues in Europe are going to potentially be another hit for the global travel and tourism industry. Obviously, when um, it's hoped that those companies would uh, get a little bit of a break after the pandemic. So um, Qantas's results were really solid. Uh, it has been a mixed earnings season overall, but Qantas's results were, were solid, still posted a loss, but lower than expected, and they're picking up. Uh, they're expecting a pick, pick up in sales um, in, in, the, in the future. Um, Flight Centre is the same, but they're struggling a little bit more operationally. And, um, again, that reopening trade isn't, isn't a smooth one, clearly, and, and um, it's different for every company that's exposed to, to that kind of travel, travel sector. Okay, so in this environment, where are the opportunities, especially after such a large sell-off? Yeah, well, I mean, you can benefit from this environment. Um, and, you know, I've been looking very much at, you know, the primary industries in the economy that, you know, could potentially be where an investor could allocate themselves to try and take advantage of this disruption. Gold prices are through the roof, um, you know, $1,900 um, uh, uh, an ounce at the moment. Oil prices as well, we're seeing energy stocks outperform. Um, and even, you know, in the agricultural space, um, Russia is a major exporter of uh, global agricultural goods, wheat, for example. Um, if we start to see sanctions being imposed and trade barriers being erected and disruptions to supply chains, you're going to see some of those com commodities um, benefit and the companies that obviously sell those commodities profits um, buffeted from this. Um, there's also the element to we're in a high inflationary environment and you want to look at companies potentially with strong balance sheets, low levels of debt and good, ca uh, good cash levels. So those quality companies are probably going to be rewarded. And if you look at earnings season at the moment, those companies that have delivered strong results um, and do have um, strong balance sheets have seen their um, you know, share prices at least you know, uh, rise on the day of earnings or at least um, hold up stronger than those that are you know, like the tech stocks and what have you that are clearly being pummeled in this environment. Kyle Rodder there from IG Markets. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. 
content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.